0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off The Dome Radio. As always, we have a very fun guest with us today, Will Knopfinger. He is a super yacht broker based out of Miami, Florida. And he originally started in tech sales. So we kind of jumped right into how he got into selling uh, major boats. You know, they're not the, the little ones. He's got the big super yacht ones that you see on Instagram. That's kind of what he's dealing with. So very fun to learn about his industry and what all goes into that. But he started in tech. And because he grew up around boats and water, he always still had that passion. So he took his sales experience and knowledge into the super yachting world and has uh, really excelled there. So we, we get into what drove him to do that and then what being a yacht broker means. You know, not, not all of us know what's a yacht broker. So we, we talk about what his job is, what his role is from cus- consumer to, to finding the boat that they are looking for. And then we discuss what kind of pivots that they've had to go through uh, because of COVID-19. So he talks about their firm already being very good with with tech and doing virtual things, but they kind of juiced that up and even had a virtual boat show last week, which was really cool. And he talks about obstacles of being a a broker, but how important it is to cultivate relationships, especially with follow-ups. He emphasizes hard the importance of follow-ups sales. You're always in sales, no matter what industry you're in. So follow up, follow up, follow up, almost to the point of being creepy, but not that point. So Tim, where else do we go in this interview with Will today?
1: Yeah. So Will, he works alongside his wife as well. So they both both do the same thing. They work together every single day. Um, And as you know, that could probably pose some challenges here and there, but him and his wife have been able to work through their professional lives together and have a very successful relationship both personally and professionally so he he kind of explains how they've been able to make that work uh, some key strategies that he's learned in terms of communication and just working with a business partner like that uh, and then will also uncovers the uh, kind of the side of selling yachts that like most people don't see like the hard work because when looking on Instagram, when looking—I mean, looking from afar—it may seem like a pretty glamorous lifestyle, selling yachts. But he kind of—he he tells you the true challenges that are kind of underneath the surface that he deals with every day. And a pr- pretty cool part of the interview there that you want to listen to. And then Will ends the show by giving his final advice to entrepreneurs, people blazing their own path, um, p- people who are in sales. Like this is a great interview for you to get knowledge from. And he kind of at the very end he highlights kind of how he wants to be remembered when when things are all said and done so very very unique interview with a very unique individual and will and i know you guys are going to get a lot of value from this episode without further ado episode 131
0: will yeah so i uh we talked to a lot of different individuals so we uh since I've kind of grown around boats, I was like, man, I want to talk to someone who's like really doing some big, big boat stuff, you know, not just the the smaller ones. Uh, so I kind of just went on Instagram and hashtagged uh, yacht broker and that's kind of how I found you. And really, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Tim was like, Hey, what's this handle? I go, dude, it's a yacht slinger, like wild west slinging big boats.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a funny story. Uh, uh, but that's cool. Before we get to that, that that's how you found, mm-hmm. uh, So I popped up relatively quick when you typed in Yacht Broker, hashtag Yacht Broker.
0: It was was pretty high on the list. And then I saw the the name and I was like, this person is moving some boats if you're a yacht slinger. (laughs) I was like, so I was like, I got to look at it. And I'm like, oh, 7,000 followers, like they might see us because sometimes people just don't see our DMs if it's like they're probably getting overload. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'll shoot. And then if, if nothing, I was going to email you. But then, yeah, you, you hit us back and I was like, oh, sweet. So, yeah, that's, that's how I found you. And that's how I kind of found that, uh, that yacht chef, the sous chef that uh, cooks on super yachts. That's how I found her. Um, so we talked to a, a sous chef that does the super yachts. Like she's cooked for like Diddy and stuff. And she was like name dropping. And I'm like, slow down. We got stories to hear about. Like, tell
2: us about cooking for Diddy. Yeah, we got a limited time, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> You're telling us a lot yeah i'm sure she does have some cool stories they most of those crew especially if they get on the bigger boats that that charter a lot they they start seeing
0: some stuff Mm -hmm. oh i bet yeah and she was like yeah you can use your imagination on what goes on on those boats i'm like
2: check check yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's cool though and the whole the whole yacht slinger thing um my, one of my best friends in the world came up with that. Um, I can't fully take credit for it, but you know, he was just like, no singer yacht slinger, you totally have to do this. Like just when we were just being idiots on the phone and I was like, man, sold, I'm going to, I'm going to like literally that day I I changed the LLC name and everything. And I was like, done. It just worked with the name, you know, so well that I, I, from a branding standpoint, it just, it it did well. It, you know, people, people were like, same thing. It was just kind of a cool handle that, you know, yeah it played well with the name. So it for worked sure. out well.
0: So uh, you said you changed yeah. the LLC. Uh, I know you, you're with Denison. Are you kind of like independent contractor at the same time or how, how does that
2: relationship work? Or are you like an employee of, of Denison? So you no, know, very few yacht brokers in the U S um, are, are employees of the company they work for. Okay. Um, we're very much like a real estate agent where we hang our license at a firm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there are exceptions to that rule but overall that's that's the case and and so my llc is what operates the uh you know under under denison yachting got it got it yeah yeah i was cruising
0: you guys got some crazy boats on that site man
2: yeah yeah it's 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 very cool like the, the industry's very cool it's a very um it's very it's a very cutthroat industry uh based on your your questions that you sent over we'll get on that at some point but it's yeah, very yeah. cool it's a very fun way to make, make a living. It's a very much more challenging, tough job than most people ever would think. You know, they're like, Oh, selling boats. That sounds awesome. And for me, it's my passion. You know, I just kind of fell into this and it's, it's, it really, you know, it kind of, it kind of it pulls at the heartstrings a little bit. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's true for any business. If that, if that's, if, if that business is in your, in your blood somehow, and you know, you, you just really connect with whatever the product is or the the services um, sales or otherwise that you just you'll excel either even if it's not monetarily you'll just be happier yeah right yeah tim and i've talked before like
0: you can't fight dna like you are who you are and you like what you like and you go against it you'll always know it. you'll feel it too it's like ah, oh, this this isn't it. Like I'm close, but it's not it. So yeah, um, yeah. When I was kind of looking you up, I saw you started in tech sales. So interested. I knew you kind of grew up around boats too. So I am interested how you got. You said you kind of fell into selling boats. Um, yeah, maybe kind of take us through that progression. How you ended up being a yacht broker, um, going from from tech sales to brokering yachts.
2: Um uh, so yeah it's kind of an interesting interesting path um so i started uh right out of college i, I graduated in december of 08 and uh you know very fascinating time to come out into the world i really didn't have any idea my my my, my dad's big into the the white wealth management business and and so i, I kind of had a good understanding of what was going on but i really didn't um and i, I had met met my wife who's also now my business partner and mm. um she, uh, she was a flight attendant at the time and we, you know, didn't want to do that anymore. Um, she was kind of sick of that life. Uh, so, so we kind of, we moved to Minneapolis cause she's from Minneapolis and I started working for a tech firm up there. And it's really, it's funny to, to hear. I love this part of being in, in sales. I get to hear clients tell me the story from, from their perspective on their life. It's just a lot of, it's very interesting. Mine's probably a little bit more boring, but um, <laughs> it's all good. Like, yeah. So I got into, uh, tech sales, um, with a company called CB that was basically, again, I didn't, you know, when you get out of college, the college, college is great. doesn't really prep you for what's going to happen next. Um, especially if you jump into something, if you're going to go, that's a whole other topic, but if you're going to go into like a, a, specific trade, like, like if you're a doctor, if you're going to be an engineer or lawyer or something like that, that's, that's totally different. But from a business standpoint or, or anything else it's kind of like a liberal arts, it, it doesn't really prep you mm-hmm. for how it's going to turn out. Um, and, and that, uh, so that was very interesting. I got, I got hired by those guys, which turned out to be uh, basically their, their whole, their whole end, end goal was to get bought out. We sold T1s and, and mainframes and servers and all this stuff. And uh, they, they would hire, in my opinion, pretty much anybody with a pulse. You know, if, if you came to <laughs> the door, you had a degree, you had a pulse, and you're willing to be out And They're like, you're in, you're good. And we'll just whoever lasts is going to last. Sure. And so we actually did really well with that. The training was fantastic. I actually give them a lot of credit for like, uh, tenacity and, and, and following through with stuff. Um, and just, just having somewhat of a, like, this will be my agenda and and how I want to try to structure things. Um, you know, we had to hit our 50 business cards that we had done. So it was a really good training course and they actually, you would get let like, go oh, if you hadn't done this stuff. So we did really well with it. I was kind of miserable with my product, you know? I, I I enjoyed selling, I enjoyed uh parts of the tech world. I didn't like the micromanagement. I didn't like um it just opened my eyes to like, this is the world of sales and these are the things I can go do. Um and my wife actually said I, I had considered boat sales um from from a while ago but but at that time my wife said you obviously do well with this. Why don't you go sell something you're really passionate about? You know? Um, and so that, that obviously was both. She knew that. Um, uh, and that was kind of a suggestion. So, so yeah, we went, went down to, to Florida. We lived up in uh, Panhandle. Um, at the time we interviewed, uh, you know, uh, a couple of places. And that's where we ended, we ended up going. Cause I kind of knew the area from, from college. I went to Auburn. So going straight, straight down to the Panama city. Destin area was just kind of nice. in my blood knew the area and had some contacts. So that's kind of worked out. Um, and I, I I just kind of grew from there. But, uh, as a kid, man, I I grew up around boats. They've always been in my, in my life. Um, to some extent, uh, nothing like what I sell now. Um, but, um, it's, 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 again, it's kind of like doing what you love and what's in your, in your DNA. Um, that was certainly in my DNA. I just always, enjoyed it and for, for me it, it's interesting you get so many perspectives on on yachts and for me it was never like oh that's like the sign of success that's the like and of course that was in the back side of my mind but for for me it was like because I grew up with it I was like this is like a very cool way of life that yes it takes wealth to get here but growing up and spending time with my parents on the water and stuff like in my in my in my sisters and friends and I had a little center console, um, that I worked my way up from, from a little, little inflatable dinghy with a four horsepower on it. And, uh, uh, my, my dad was, uh, generous enough to, you know, felt I would somehow felt I was responsible enough to, to handle the center console at like 16. And, um, so I was running around on that in the Chesapeake Bay and, and some of my best memories, man, like for my life are, are just being on boats and I, it, it makes it a fun thing to sell to people, you know, like the, the. Living the dream, you know, or or whatever you want to call it, but just just that that lifestyle of what what it, what it can can give you is is very cool. So that that's kind of how I got in got into it. I was always around it, but um, yeah, you know, for, from high tech sales to to boats.
0: And and do you think uh, how much has that story helped you? Where you grew up boating, like, so you really kind of know it a little differently. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of brokers that kind of grew up with boats, and probably some that that don't. How does that story help you? Uh, With your job of like, hey, yeah, I grew up around these. I know kind of where you guys are coming from emotionally on this. So yeah, we're gonna get you what you want.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, So this is a very this this is speaking of wild west. This this industry is totally the wild west. Um, We're we're somewhere in between selling a Ferrari and selling a high end house. Um, The structure is is very interesting. very, very cutthroat, totally sink or swim. Um, um, a lot of these guys grew up around boats in some capacity. Um, some, many of them that do well did come from some wealthy families, you know, and, 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 and the contacts help a lot of guys who didn't go through the crew path. I never did that. That's a very cool thing to do though. Anybody who watches this and wants to go experience the world through a very cool lens, consider being a crew member, be prepared to work your ass off and and do well. And you can actually excel and make some money. But a lot of guys went through that whole process and they gained their knowledge and expertise uh, on the product through that. Um, I, I did not, I just, uh, I just jumped right in and, and, uh, a lot of guys are, are surprised by that. Um, but, uh, Um, I did have enough of a background on boats because I grew up with them that that I, it wasn't that foreign to me. You know, Mm -hmm. I think if somebody didn't grow up around them and you switched from real estate in Chicago or where, you know, where you guys are and and you just were like, I'm moving to Florida and selling boats. You'd be like, you wouldn't know enough to, to, to do well. You'd need some kind of a mentor or some kind of a, some, some training program that really doesn't exist unless you go out there and make it happen. So for me, I think that was good. I had a, I had a background. I understood the, the product and, and I had a passion about it. So it made it people gravitate, you know, like I get excited about the boats we talk about and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: What are,
1: uh, when you're having conversations with people who are looking to buy a boat or a yacht, what are some of the key decision-making criteria uh, that people look for? Like, What are the, some of the, the key things that you need to hit and cover when you're, when you're selling to someone?
2: everybody's different so that's a really hard question to put on a on a uh, like this is how i do it every time um so i don't really know how to answer that question um but because it's a good one it's just hard to put it in in a in a box if you will um so like as a criteria what's that
1: there's a lot of parts that go into it i'm sure i was just curious like like, like what, like, why do people end up buying? I guess, like, at the end why?
2: Of the- yeah. Uh, a lot of it. So, okay. Okay. All right. We can, we can do that. A lot of people who buy boats very, very similar to my story grew up around them and whether they wanted to, you know, give that to their family or it was a way of relaxing and, and, and getting away from it all. Um, for my dad, it was like, and it is the only time I, you know, he ever really has no stress is when he's on the boat and driving it and just, you know, enjoying himself carefree. So from that angle, I think there's a huge, like you're, you're away, legitimately out of cell service, legitimately out of internet service. So like you just disconnect and you can finally shut down. And from an entrepreneurial aspect, I totally get that. Um, so there, I think that's a, that's a main driver. Um, the experiences with your kids uh, and, and your friends and where you get to go and, and just how, how soothing the whole thing is. And for some people it is the the whole like, you know, materialistic status symbol, I guess, but I very rarely run into that being the case, even on these, you know, 250 footers. Um, but um, it, it's, it's kind of a way of life, man. It's, it's, that's, that's the ultimate reason. Um, you know, it's, it's an enjoyable way to, to release stress and, and enjoy your life.
0: Mm-hmm. And well, I know we kind of talked on the phone uh, a few days back, uh, but interested in how the whole the quarantine, the COVID-19, has that really affected boat sales? And I'd like to hear, I know you guys are doing things, uh, different stuff with tech, with your virtual tours. So I'd, I'd like to get into how you kind of pivoted with this, but how have uh, boat sales been? Is there really any change? Are people still shopping around? Is it like, nah, I still want my boat regardless of a virus going around.
2: So that's a very interesting th- topic too. Um, with how everything's going on, uh, I think, so yes, we've pivoted big time. Um, my firm, I'm very lucky to be where I, where I am. Um, Bob Dennison runs, I think the most innovative platform and and marketing firm that you can possibly find in our industry. It's, it's unbelievable what he's done and, and, and where he's taken this place. Um, and for me, it was just a good fit when, when, when I decided to come here. Um, I, I We've kind of always paved the way from a, a, a innovative standpoint in this business, in my opinion. Um, Bob's super tech-oriented, super marketing-oriented, and we had already begun video walkthroughs that were done on a professional level. We have an on-staff team who's fantastic. Ryan Alexander does a, an excellent job with his videos. Sometimes we outsource um, just because he does get very very backed up with things um you know shooting shooting a boat a day you know at times is tough to go edit and we put 15 to 20 minute videos out there um so that was really cool and we totally paved the way for that and and it's still kind of everybody else is very far behind in that capacity um so that's cool you know the whole Matterport virtual virtual shows that that was something we were already doing the Google goggle thing um that that were things that we were already getting into and this totally forced us into having to make this, this, this jump and just let's do it. Let's buy like four of these cameras and and we'll get people trained on them and we'll go rock and roll and we'll do more stuff that people aren't doing. So now we have two, you know, and and that allowed us to do what's a real virtual boat show because a lot of guys out there uh, in our business are advertising boat shows, uh, virtual boat shows, but it's really just a video um, of the boat, you know, and, and that's it for us. We're doing, um, Matterport walkthroughs what we're doing now on a zoom and we do them. Uh, we pick a day, we call it like day one, two, three, four, five, to replace what was supposed to be the Palm beach boat show. Mm-hmm. We've got these docks lined up that are our chat rooms, if you will, that be video conference. And for an hour, it'll be me and one broker or two brokers. And then we switch with some of our colleagues and we come up with topics to talk about. And you can pick one of the docks, we, you know, super yacht docks, yacht dock, uh, uh sport fish Dock you, you know, you get in there, you listen to us talking, you you can type and say, Hey, I have a question specifically about this sport fish that's for sale. Um, you know, somebody will jump off that topic or they'll, we can bring you on. If you are cool being on camera with everybody, we'll talk about it, Mm -hmm. pull it up on the screen to do a walkthrough with you on the Matterport or have the video up playing, or we can go to a private room and talk about it. I mean, it's a, it's very much like a boat show would be from your house. So that's, that's super cool. And nobody else is doing anything close to that. And that was um, our marketing department, uh, Josh, uh, who runs that, and Bob, they've killed it with that. So Friday this week is uh, day five because um, they're usually a five-day show. Okay. Um, so that, that's a very cool experience, and little little things like that have, man, they're just game changers. Our our leads are really cool. Um, the the interaction is very cool. Like you know, the first couple of days that we did it, it was um, you know kind of a learning experience, um, but but definitely have. have come up with a, a nice uh, mousetrap, if you will, you know, people, people enjoy it and there's interaction. It's cool. I think we had 3000, I want to say people at at the peak point uh, uh-huh. at our last, last show. So that's very cool. It's no. a lot of people on your site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so how have you kind of changed your approach
0: when doing it that way? Cause um, I'm sure you lose a little bit of the in-person stuff. Like you can, you can feel and see their body language in person. There's a lot you can feed off of. So how's that kind of changed the way you're doing things virtually now with people or has it not affected it too, too much?
2: Well, you know, so, so to top that off, um, our, our MLS, one of our couple of MLSs has, has come up with, and I was, I've been doing this since I started when I started, I was like 20, for so super young to be selling boats and, and I would go out and I drive brokers nuts. Cause I do a video walkthrough on my cell phone and I oh, post okay. it online and they'd be like, you're not the broker for the boat specifically. You can't post this online and blah, blah, blah. I'm <sighs> like, well, I'm just uploading it to YouTube so that the client who's interested in the boat can see it, Got but it. other people would contact me. And now all of a sudden I'm showing this broker's boat left and right and they can't figure out why. Hmm. Um, so that was kind of an interesting thing that, that, uh, whatever. So that, but, um, the the MLSs have now made it so you can select. I'd like to have a a, a, a walk through with you, you know, via Zoom or whatever Facetime. Yeah. Um, so the, the interaction from an intimate standpoint is still there because of things like that. You know, we can walk people through the boat and, and still talk as if you're there. Um, so that's very cool. The has brought us. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, even. There's so many things to talk about, but even even prior to, to the the COVID situation, you know, people with our videos and stuff would already call you and feel like they knew who I was because they'd mm-hmm. see me on camera, like talking about the boat, and uh, it, it kind of helped break the ice with with the introduction. That's, I guess, been you know exponentially increased on 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 how that's tr- that's transpiring. So, um, you know, but at the same time, it does take away from you. You have to have it's a, you know, boots on the ground. At the end of the day, to win a war, um, you you got to get somebody on the boat to feel and touch it to ultimately make that decision. Most of the time, I do have clients that will buy boats sight unseen. You know, if they have the the faith in me and we've done three or four transactions in the past, you know, if I give it the green light, I've, that happens probably three four times a year, no problem. Mm-hmm. That they, they've not seen the boat, um, which to some people sounds crazy, but that's the relationship that you're talking about, the intimate side. Yeah. Um, so it is tougher to develop a little bit in some ways, but it's also been enhanced, you know, because now people before this uh, who didn't know how to operate Zoom and FaceTime and all this other stuff, they've been forced to learn it. And now it's, so, it's become prevalent. It's like mainstream, like the, this whole thing, like forced it into existence and has to happen. So that's very cool to see. You know, doing it with a 65, 70-year-old who, has no idea what they're doing and you're telling them like, you know, this is how you get the FaceTime to work on your phone. You know, that's kind of a, it's kind of fun for an icebreaker. So yeah. you know, it certainly changed the game in that aspect and several other ways, you know, in-person closings were already kind of, a, it was very, very minimal. Now it's even more. Um, everything's uh, electronic. You know, we, we've signed documents electronically. We've got a, a yacht closer or a DocuSign or whatever. So, a lot of things were already kind of in the works and it's, it's funny to see this, this whole thing's kind of put us in warp speed to make it, make that jump into like the real digital age. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I might've told you, we talked to a a chef in the UK. She has a meal prep service and she had just started, like started the year, like going to people's homes, they would cook in the person's kitchen for them for the week. And she's like, I had to go delivery and online immediately. She was, I was going to do that in six months. And she's like, so I'll find out faster if it's going to work or not. And I was like, yeah, I can't imagine how many people have been forced, like their hands been forced to change or might not make it. So,
2: yeah. And unfortunately we're seeing a lot (laughs) of that, uh, that stuff, you know, people who own these smaller businesses are definitely struggling. Um, I'm very in the middle on this topic, you know, with, with the COVID, you know, the, the business closures are, are really tough. Cause the, at the end of the day, when it all started, I'm like, how come, and now you see it on these, these memes and stuff, but like, how come Walmart's open, but I can't go to the, you know, the whatever down the street or this local grocery store can't mm-hmm. be open, but this main Publix here can be open. It doesn't make any sense. You know, like we're, the person who should be able to survive is, is not forced to close their doors. So that's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and Tim and I throughout the last few weeks, we've talked, you know, enough COVID for, for the year, but, um, It's like eventually you you just have to do business, right? Eventually you just have to and understand like if it is that contagious. I think a lot of people are just going to get it regardless, and and, you know maybe some a little more symptoms than not. But eventually you have to do business, and you know I see a lot of people complain like so the gyms are closed, liquor stores and weed stores are still open. (laughs) Like yeah, can't go to the park. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. get, Get my drink on. So it's just a yeah. weird time, really weird time. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately probably people probably won't be okay. Going places for the rest of the
2: year. I imagine like bars and things, restaurants that actually leads us to a really cool point. So you had brought up what's changed and how, how is, how is the business basically. So leads are unbelievable. Um, as far as I can tell, uh, I, 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 I there's a lot of people sitting at home just bored out of their mind that, that, that constitutes for a lot of the leads that we're getting. Hmm. Um, but it's like everything else in sales, it's a numbers game. So within that, that group, there's going to be an influx of real buyers in there too. And that's, that's, I think for some guys probably overwhelming and super annoying to deal with. Um, but you know, sifting through all the calls, who's real, who's not real, what's, what's really happening here. Um, you know, and, 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 that that's been cool because i have picked up some really really good real people out of this um who, who are just shopping because they were bored but they're like hey i want to go live my life uh this if i had a boat right now sure i can't go to the bahamas but it's a hell of a lot better than sitting inside my house right now doing absolutely nothing twiddling my thumbs you know i would been really watching netflix mm-hmm. while i'm anchored out wherever yeah um, right so that's cool to see and there's a lot of people that are, are, are like you know the economy was v- incredible so uh, this was supposed, we were poised to have our best year by far on record. And, um, you know, that's probably changed, but, um, you know, people are still, uh, relatively healthy financially. Um, what it's weird. I live in a very segregated part of the marketplace. You know, I don't, I'm not selling boats to guys who, who, who are losing their their nine to five jobs right now. Um, so my heart goes out to them and, and it's a really unfortunate experience. And I, I got I got a lot of guys that that are cho- like the the clients of mine that that have these companies with you know two thousand employees or whatever, making conscious efforts to try and keep those people employed as best they can, and you know if that means mothballing the boat or or, or trying to sell it faster, and they'll get right back in, but just to have extra cash so that they can pay an employee, mm. you know that's very cool to see. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, but uh, from a from a jumping off of our. In, in, initial topic that I said was cool, we are seeing a massive influx in people interested in buying boats right now um and again, some of that's people just looking and, and that and that makes those very real people,
0: but so that's sales yeah.
2: for them, right, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. You, you hear these stories and see
0: people buying a bunch of dumb shit, and it's like, yeah, I bought a yacht during quarantine, so <laughs> what what do you get off Amazon,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. We get a lot of a lot of a lot of people who obviously think that the world's ending and they're trying to offer fifty cents on the dollar for boats. But um, you know, down the line, that may or may not become more prevalent. But there's not a lot of there are deals, but most of it's relatively reasonably priced. It's not really a buyer or seller market, and that drives buyers that call like that nuts. And you know, you get a call on a guy who wants to offer a million bucks on a two million dollar boat. Now the market's falling out. Everything's you know the world's going to hell. You know, well you're you're calling me to buy a boat, right? And unless unless you're Jeff and you founded Amazon there's wealthier people than you that are doing the same thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that bursts a lot of bubbles when you approach it that way but they're like oh yeah, yeah. I, I suppose you know
0: yeah right right
2: yeah it's interesting
0: that sales are still people are interested more with with the uh, the quarantine so it's
2: it's good to hear though especially for for your industry good to hear that you're still I guarantee you everybody wouldn't share that sentiment and sales sales are definitely down. It's definitely not where we want to be, but it's, it's going, man. It's definitely going. Yeah. So
0: what, uh, what do you think timeline on that? Uh, might be for you. You have pretty interested
2: people in that one or is that going to be a longer, longer role or. Um, so she's been for sale for a year sales cycle in yachts is very interesting, especially the bigger they get. Uh, but on average, I usually prep a client no matter which boat I'm putting for sale, that it's going to take me a year and I'm going to try to beat that. Cause that's our average top to bottom. Um, but boats like this, you know, we're, we're, we're targeting a very narrow niche. Um, so it, it, it sometimes takes much longer than that, but, uh, we do have some really, good prospects on the boat right now. COVID again, has got to get an elective surgery, the elective surgery he needs. So that's something that, you know, I think otherwise we'd be potentially in contract, um, Mm -hmm. with a guy. So there's good stuff happening. You know, um, she went on a really long trip for about a month and a half, um, back in, you know, got back in February and, and was in the yard getting, you know, some stuff done from that trip. It's always something that needs to be done. Um, so she's kind of unfortunately in like a standstill mode I'm sitting on her right now, but, uh, you know, she's not in showing condition. I don't like showing her sitting like this cause it just doesn't show well. Um, when everything's not, you know, yacht caliber show ready. Um, that's how we like to show our stuff. Um, cause these, you know, when you're buying one of these things, any, any reason not to buy a yacht that gets in a buyer's mind, they're like, Oh, thank God, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't buy it because of that, you know? So um, yeah. it's unfortunate she's not really in show. She's all right. I mean, but, you know, I've got carpets in the corner over here that aren't laid out for outside and everything's covered and, um, you know, so. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, and we'll see. What What are some of the things that, that
0: requires it to take a full year? I know you got to, you know, those people got, you got to get a good relationship and things, but what else uh, from your end? It's like, oh, it's probably going to be a year. What all kind of goes into that timeline of, of securing that that deal that takes a little longer than like, say, buying a house, you know? I know it's a different kind of specialty, but what else goes into that that requires that kind of timeline?
2: Sure. Um, our, Namely, our buying pool is much smaller for a boat like this. Um, uh, so it, it actually would blow your mind and it would blow most people's minds who think, especially the people who think like the rich are the enemy, how many people can afford a boat like this it would blow your mind it's way more people than than, than you'd ever imagine hmm. um you know that being said it's still a relatively percentage wise small niche um a lot of a lot, a lot of times like the boat i'm on me is super unique um this is as far from a cookie cutter looking boat as you're ever going to get so from it's like a house in that regard. If you flip a house, you go buy stuff that, you know, the masses are going to like, right? A boat like this, super personal to the owner. In this case, like the, the coffee table in front of me is a, his favorite artist. He had bought this and it's super expensive, but that doesn't get with with sale. But little stuff like that stands that. Um, he, he doesn't care if you like what he's done or not. There's, some, there's tons of people who do. So that plays a big factor, um, you know. I, I do surprising when you get people who are like, you know, I'm just going to go build my own boat for this price. You know, it's do what I want. So we do have a lot of that. Um, you know, the, the cost of owning boats pushes people away sometimes too. Um, there are ways to mitigate that, but um, it's different than a house in that standpoint. I mean, look at the end of the day, I'm very well aware. I'm. Just, selling the most useless product in the world (laughs) that everybody absolutely wants to have. Yeah, It's like the best worst Uh, investment ever. There's that factor too, that that makes things a little bit more difficult. Um, Like there's no such thing as a pressure sale. Yeah. There's no such thing as a pressure sale. Like, sir, you know, if you sign on the dotted line today, I'll give you a 20% reduction or whatever it is. Like it doesn't matter. You know, like, The cost of the boat is the cost of the boat at the end of the day, especially on a 10-year-old used boat. You know, 10 plus, the cost of the boat is the price of the drinks and and, and everything else that, that, you know, that cost factor remains the same. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, people like to use that whole whole adage of it's 10% of the value of the boat. Well, that's a very, when you look at that, at a breakdown, 10% of what cost of the boat? When it was new? When it was, this was like 50 million to build this boat. So, so, or or now when we're asking 14 and change. That's a massive difference per year in upkeep, right? So that's a really bad way. The price of ownership is expensive. So people, people, you know, that, that, that narrows our marketing pool. I'd say that's our main obstacle is, is our marketing pool. And and people know what it costs to own one of these. Mm. Yeah. 14. Jeez. I'd like to have that during quarantine.
0: (laughs) Man yeah so I think there's a, a
2: lot of that happening. that's what I mean with our
0: leads. yeah, and yeah, it is interesting that you say there's a lot more people that can afford those things than than we think. Um, are, do you find mostly yeah, are they, it,
2: it would blow
0: are, are a lot of you know clientele, I'm sure you cover the spectrum, are they like people in finance, you know really uh, niche business owners, both? because yeah, when we were talking to the the chef, she said a lot of those super yacht people are like finance people of some sort. So is your clientele uh, a little more diversified than that? A um, lot, lot of that
2: too, or yeah, just it's pretty diversified. I, I uh, very rarely, for a boat like this, um, do I come across exact corporate America for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. This is very much. I mean, first of all, a boat like this is going to be elite, elite of the elite for you know, uh, Jeff Bezos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the the average boat I sell is somewhere around a million five um, to two million somewhere in that vicinity um, the it's very tough to really pinpoint, but I will say it comes back to the common denominator no matter what business they're from real estate one hundred percent they've done something with real estate they're in real estate they they they, they fund projects or own a bunch of you know duplexes treat three plexes whatever condo apartment style buildings whatever it is something in real estate shopping malls um and and whether or not that was what they started in or nine times out of ten it's not it's just like they're like i got extra cash it's stupid not to invest in real estate mm-hmm. um and 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 they've taken their wealth and really amplified it through real estate so i'd say that's probably my common denominator um i'd say a good portion of them though our are, are, are family businesses, small businesses that have expanded and done well with some, you know, product that they were able to introduce as a result of owning that business, or they were just an entrepreneur that came up with something, um, that's probably incorporates a a huge, and then yeah, finance guys, you know, do typically really well if they're, that's, that's kind of from the corporate world, that's about as close as to being an entrepreneur as you can get is if you're doing wealth management. Sure. Interesting.
0: Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned the the real estate, my dad. Definitely go back to real estate. Yeah. My my dad didn't start in real estate, but he's done well for himself. He's moved from residential to commercial and he's not like an agent or anything or a broker. He just does his own private deals. And uh, so I was like, where do I start? So I'm trying to buy a duplex this year, but who knows what I'll be able to buy, you know, considering all things going on and if that might affect affect rates at all. yeah. Tim and I right. talked to real estate and he yeah. wants to get into it. I'm like, yeah, I'm, i need to buy a duplex. I need to get the, get the game started.
2: Yeah. Living, living half the half yeah. and then next, next move to the same thing. Um, yep. I've got, uh, one of my favorite customers that, that I, I'll keep one named, uh, but he, that's, that's how he started. You know, he, he, he was, he's a farmer and, uh, uh went to college and while he was in college like he he, he found some deal on a uh, on a duplex and bought, bought it lived in half rented out half and like the rest was history he was like man this this is what i'm doing and now he's big time man he's awesome he's just, that, so that kind of story right there is nine times out of ten why i sell a boat too. guy you'd never have heard of yeah yeah man just so nicest yeah. people to deal with too
0: yeah. And to your point, you mentioned earlier, you know, everyone thinks they're they're terrible people because they can afford nice things. It's like, nah, dude's a, he's a down-home farm boy, like he just
2: likes boats too. I got no problem with people killing it and doing well. You know, it's, it's good for them and everybody. In my opinion. So yeah, there's going to always be somebody who had a little bit of a head start in life over you no matter what. Right and that's, that's just life. Mm -hmm. That's just it, you know, and and we all, we all can do it. It, it, It's, it's, it's tenacity and, and persistence and following up and being relentless. That's my favorite, favorite thing to tell people. Just be relentless with, with your up, with your calls. Don't take no for an answer. If they tell you to get lost, like still call (laughs) them a couple more times and never delete them out of your phone. Like, you never know. Right. Yeah. They, they <laughs> might
0: just not be ready then. Yeah. How about you guys? Of, you guys?
2: So you guys started this.
0: Yeah. So Tim and I started this about a year and a half ago, October, yeah, October 18. And, uh, so yeah, we were, we were kind of discussing, uh, before we, we jumped on our call here. And it's interesting cause we were like, Oh, there's like the weekdays and the weekends, but we want to get to a place where when you work, You don't really compartmentalize the weekend is for xyz it's like i can do what i want on wednesday just the same on a saturday you know you work or you go do whatever but we uh we were both in corporate work and hated it just miserable you know you wake up and it's like oh this sucks like here we go and then when i saw people doing my job that was entry level And they were lifers doing it, and I see how upset they are every day, how insecure they are every day, and just they're super pissed off. I'm like, dude, this ain't it. Like, it was a a scary, eye-opening experience of like, okay, this is it's good. I know I don't want this, but two years gone, that's more than enough. So that's kind of how we started. We started this when we were in that spot, just to show people like, hey, you know, we're not getting on a high horse. We're not on some pedestal. You know, not going to try to Gary Vee. It's already been done. But how how did we I mean, we're young, we should be, you know, stuck with golden handcuffs, but how do we kind of mentally make those shifts and, and understand like, Hey, I can do what I want to do. So like I talk about my last job, I took a pay cut to do something I love to do. you know, I was a lot mm-hmm. more fulfilled though. So it's like, I wake up, all right, I get to help patients feel better. So it's, uh, that's where we kind of started it. And then we just have a passion for getting to know unique individuals, just doing extraordinary things. So like selfishly for me, this is, this is really fun. Come from a a boating background too, but you know, we've talked to salespeople, speakers, authors, you know, someone who plays professional soccer overseas. So we've talked to a lot of different types of people and, you know, we want to learn how they hustled it. Like, how did you get to your spot of, Hey, I can, I can make this happen. And so we, yeah, we do uh, an interview week uh, that we release and then our own episode kind of doing, you know, our weekend recap, we chop it up. And then uh, just, we have our things. We talk about books that we're in lessons learned from that and how we apply that to, to everyday stuff. As simple as, you know, how to win friends and influence people, how it taught me how to write a better email in in corporate. Like, Hey, I need this right now. It's like, Hey, when you get a free moment, would you mind sending this over? You get it a lot faster, just a few different things. So, So we'll talk about the small stuff. That's like super real life too. But yeah, we, uh, we'd like for this to be profitable at some point, but we know this is a, a longer game to play. Um, so it kind of started as a, a passion piece, but we, we are, we strategize a lot on, on business wise. How can we monetize?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I think this stuff's great. It's, 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 I, 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 I my wife who's amazing and, and really helps me tremendously. Like she's, she, she is my business partner. A lot of people are like, wow, you guys, how you guys do that. And, and you just gotta be, you got to be ready to throw some bows with your wife, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, you know, you mentioned she was her business partner. So, yeah, I was going to ask. We actually talked to a mother-daughter business duo last night. And so I'm going to kind of reuse the question. How, how do you make that work to where, yeah, you don't, I'm sure there's some days you want to you go at each other's throats, but how do you really make that work as husband and wife and doing business together and make it fruitful to where you work together, you live together, and you can separate those things and you guys are still, you're still okay.
2: You know, like, how yeah, do you, yeah. how do you make it Especially right work? now, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like Over time.
2: So, you know, it's a cool, it's it's very cool. I enjoy working with my wife. Uh, again, man, a lot of it's, I get a mixed reaction to that. Some guys are like, wow, I don't know, I, I don't think I could do that. You know, and I think that speaks to a relationship difference, you know. Um, my wife and I have always been super, open, like, you know, we don't have anything split up. You know, we're very open with each other. Um, and it's kind of a yin and a yang thing. Um, she's, as different from me as possible in so many ways. You know, she's, she's incredibly organized. She's incredibly, uh, analytical. She's incredibly, um, you know, gifted with, with, with customer, customer service in the the, the sense of making sure that everybody feels like they've been touched and followed up with and and that they're important. Um, so she's really good at that stuff. Um, whereas, you know, basically organization of everything, you know, um, and, and she just makes my life 10 times easier. Um, uh, and at, the, at the end of the day, she, she, she knows the product too. She's actually the perfect person to, to look at that didn't know the product whatsoever when she got into this. And now she's pretty well savvy on it. Um, and she could probably sell boats on her own just fine. She doesn't need me anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, at the end, I'm on the other end of the spectrum, you know, where I'm like, you know, I like idea after idea after idea. And I'm able to be like, Oh, you know, she can ask me about it uh a client and i'll be like oh yeah that guy has this boat and and is from so and so here's his phone number like that stuff i just have this weird memory where you know if you ask me about a boat or you ask me about one of my clients like i can pretty much knock it immediately um and and you know the, the follow up and, and the sales aspect and people enjoy it especially in this higher end stuff they they don't like to be sold they enjoy buying they enjoy shopping with friends that's a good way to put it Um, so a lot of clients I do have that, that with, and, and she's kind of become part of that too. And it's very cool. Like to go to dinners with, you know, a a couple from new Orleans when they're in town that we've sold a boat to, or that we're selling a boat to. And, you know, we can get two different perspectives because, uh, you know, women are in the driver's seat, you know, as much as the husband is 90% of the time, um, So it's, it's very cool to get her, uh, as I do. So that's really cool. You know, on the household front, that's, that's always a battle. Um, if we decide to work out of the office or the house or whatever, I mean, we're, we're together so freaking much. It's crazy. We were reading about uh, recently other couples and how often they're together and they see each other in a day and it's like the average, if they're both working, it's like maybe they have 20 minutes of quality time a day, Mm. um, where they're actually sitting there talking. Um, so, from our standpoint that sounds ludicrous you know because i see her probably i'd say 70 percent of the day on most days um so we we're able to to connect in a lot of ways i think interestingly enough it does open the door for a lot more uh, arguments to take place because you just know the other person so well and you just hear all this other stuff you're just like i don't agree with that shit yeah <laughs> you, you, <laughs> so cool. you get some now, extra buttons to, to push to yeah. oh i like pushing <laughs> buttons too man she, she yeah it's fun so there, there's 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 some give and take there but overall i mean i don't know where i'd be without her this was this was uh you know my support network you know we 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 moved down here we didn't really know anybody in miami and and you know she's who i talk to about like everything business related how i'm feeling about things she's just a sounding board so that's really cool to have
0: awesome she, yeah yeah make sure she listens you really uh you got some brownie points on this one
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's how I make it work, man. Yeah, right. Talk to him, I'll be like, honey, this is a great episode. You really got to check this one out. That's why I did this whole thing was for that little plug right there, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, what do you, what do you guys do? Uh, do you have a boat of your own right now when, when, you're not, when you guys aren't working? Because, um, you know, as you know, entrepreneur, like you're kind of always working. You're always putting out some type of fire or doing something. Uh, what do you guys do when, when you're not trying to hustle it?
2: Um, it very rarely happens that I'm still not doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, we like to travel a lot. We do have a boat, um, that I, I, I mean, it's just a little center console, little little 20 footer that I, I, it's for sale if anybody wants one. I'm going to probably get it a little bit larger boat. Tim, a little smaller start Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I've had this boat since I, this is the same boat that I was talking about my dad gave me when I was like 16, Uh, you know, and I took it in and like, we totally cut it. We did everything. It's very cool. It looks like a brand new boat now. Um, spend a bunch of money, and God knows how much is in that thing, but you know whatever it's uh when i get away when I get a chance to sneak away and go do that on my own, i will um or go go with a client on their boat um that's a very cool perk of the business if you get to be friends enough with somebody, so we try to do that when we can um My wife is you know like i said she was a flight attendant she was she was my flight attendant when I came back from germany that's how we met, and so oh. traveling is massive for her you know shit, that's like her and and I love it too I grew up that way so um you know we try to get away but again the phone never really stops ringing um for any reason I my, I had we were in Africa we were in Africa on safari and I'm answering phone calls while we're taking photos of lions out in the middle of the Serengeti you know uh we we had, we had a dinner that was set up and a guy called me irritated about we had done a big refit to his boat and, and he had like four of these xboxes mind you in four different rooms one of them didn't work so him and his four friends couldn't play against each other on the network in this yacht and they're you know they're calling me at like eight o'clock at night while i'm in the serengeti and i'm like yeah you know like i gotta get these guys on the phone to fix this thing my wife was like furious about that you know it just it just doesn't ever stop yeah when to close that door a little bit um but it's very difficult. Uh, uh, it's very difficult. It's very customer service oriented. So we like to travel a lot. Uh, we've been all over the place. You know, we usually do two or three pretty, pretty good sized trips of our own. Um, and we try to tie that into. You know, I, I always go to France for the, for the Can Show and. Oh, awesome. Uh, sometimes we go to Monaco um, for that show and. Um, you know, so we can tie something into uh, going to visit a factory. I represent a company called Vanderbalk yachts, not as well known, super high end. They start at around 60 feet, go up to 140. where their distributor, I'm kind of the liaison for the U S. Um, so if we get to the Netherlands to, to go do whatever there um, that that's, you know, we can usually tie in a Europe trip. Um, and then, you know, we, we do like to just, just get away and, 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 have our time you know to to go travel uh we we did um Bora Bora one year and did try to do like as much of uh, uh French Polynesia as we could we were there for like 21 days you know so like that's that's kind of how we try to unwind
0: yeah so uh Tim I know, I think you said you had another question want to ask will before you you kind of jet off here so I want to make sure you get that in
1: yeah uh one one thing I wanted to ask you is what are some of the most like, important like life lessons you've taken from sales um, that have maybe helped you out in other areas of life, like non-professionally, like non-related from your job? So anything that you can put a finger on uh, in that regard?
2: It's always a good question, man. Thank you. Um, so I think I touched on probably my biggest thing. Um, Cause I think it is a life lesson that I've kind of learned and that's like the persistency factor and never, never give up on something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of phrase it with be, be relentless with that. Be relentless with, uh, uh, lots of, lots of things can be applied to be relentless blank. Um, and, and I guess you could do, uh, your, be relentless with follow ups. be relentless with your time. Um, and those are probably my two biggest because if you give up, everybody else gives up. There's all these things out there you probably hear on XM radio. That's like 80% of sales, blah, blah, blah. Reps don't do this. And you know, and there's a lot of truth to that. A lot of guys give up on stuff after the third phone call and and that's not how you're going to get it done. Um, and I think that's true in life. If you, if you're, if you're quick to take that girl's rejection on a date or you're quick to take the rejection on a job or you're quick to take the rejection on whatever it's life's going to be tough for you because life ain't pretty sometimes and you got to hustle through. So I think that being relentless in your persistence is huge. And then be relentless with your time because you don't get back. Um, money comes and goes and time does not. So I think that those are the two things. And what I mean by that's um, learn, learn to take time off and figure out how to shut the phone off. My wife's helped me massively with that. I, I, Cause I don't know how to shut stuff off um, and be present in the moment. Um, a guy that you guys probably know and, and watch, um, uh, Ed Milet really focuses on that. And she introduced him into my world. I don't really know him, but, um, you know, I watch his stuff, him and, um, a guy named Ryan holiday that does, uh, stoicism, mm-hmm. um, and, and learning how to be present in the moment and not thinking about the thousand other things that you've got to do next, but being here and now, like with you guys, Um, and not worrying about the 1,800 text messages that have come in or the four or five phone calls that I've missed because this is what I've decided to do. And I think that's super hard to learn.
1: Mm -hmm. That's great. It
2: takes a a lifetime to get there, yeah. I think those are my two biggest. um,
1: Yeah. And the thing about persistence is too, we talk about on our show is – no one, no one owes you anything. No one owes you the time of day. Like you have to go out and work for it and, and chase after it uh, if you really want to be successful. So yeah, that, that part makes sense. Um, and I also want to ask like fr- from the outside looking in, I mean, what you do, it's obviously fun and there's a lot of good, like it, you obviously enjoy it, but is there any like like tough parts about it that uh, a lot of people on the outside may not see? Like what's like, you want to just cover a couple things?
2: The dark side of this, <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of it, uh, you know, and, and, and it, cause it goes back to what you guys try to, uh, uh, cover in your, in your, your cast here is, uh, at the end of the day, I I'm running a business. Uh, I'm, I, I am, I am that brand to my customer. Um, so I think things that are, 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 are not what you see. Um, it's always that iceberg analogy, right? Um the amount of times it took to call, to talk to this guy on this boat here and get him to where, like, this is what i and now he's a mentor and a best friend um, to me, you know, like my, my father had a heart attack recently during this whole COVID thing. And uh, that's a whole nother story, but you know, this, the man, the man here is my dad's age and you know, him and his family have taken us under their wing and, you know, done some awesome stuff for us and helped us get boats like this. But, you know, he, he went so far as to pick up the phone and call my dad, you know, and check on him while he's in the mm-hmm. hospital. Can I do anything for you? And they, you know, they don't know each other that well. So that was very cool to see. But, um, you know, the, the amount of energy that goes into trying to develop that relationship um, and be seen from your competitors is, is very difficult. Um, the number of times that, that, you know, getting shot down or things go wrong um, in a deal is unbelievably overwhelming at times. Um, the stress that gets put on you uh, to, to, you know, a lot of people will struggle with not, I've never really known what it's like to get a paycheck on a monthly basis. I have no idea, you know, like from the, for the COVID thing, you know, with, with people who are losing their jobs, you know, like that's, you know, not getting paid for three months. I've, I've done, that. you know, like that, that happens. Um, you know, I'm going to, very fortunate position the, the the page checks are pretty good though when they come in you know they 're good and you know typically we close about two boats a month, so uh, you know it 's all about stacking it away difficult um, for people to to understand when you 're in a straight commission 's luxury oriented highly luxury oriented product that you sell um, and the hours that you have to work are endless you know my phone. I wake up in the morning and I have, you know, I have 20, 22 boats, I think for sale total. And, and, you know, I get five leads that I have to respond to on top of all the other leads that I'm following up on, you know, on a, almost a daily basis potentially. Um, so that's, it's very time consuming, you know, uh, I get to pick my own hours. I get to pick when I get a sale basically. Um, but you know, it's, it's a grind and, and, you know, if you're not going to answer the phone, with the internet these days, people are calling the next guy that will. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Ego is massive. I think ego, uh, I know all about ego, but ego's, uh, the, there's a book by a guy named Ryan holiday that I absolutely, I love the guy. The other guy my wife introduced me to called, uh, ego is the enemy. He's written a bunch of books. Um, but I love that book. Um, because if you can't set that aside and realize that everybody that you're dealing with in this business, is way more successful than you you gotta you know they're they're in charge you're not in charge you're not in charge when they call you're not in charge of what they want to do you're there to guide them and you better answer the phone when they call that's really tough for a lot of the guys that's like you know not you know I, I mean i get calls sometimes i've had call i, I call when i was far in africa I, I get calls at one o'clock in the morning from guys overseas you know that they don't care what time it is. They're just like, "Hey, I'm looking at my. I'm looking online at these boats. You got a cool one for sale? I'm gonna try to talk to you if you're up. Let's talk. You know, and I'll get up and I'll walk out of the room. And you know, that's one less hour of sleep I got that night.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, damn, yeah, great.
0: Yeah,
2: that means the-
0: the grind that everyone doesn't see. Yeah, it's not all Lamborghinis and private jets. Thanks to social media, you know it's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's I've okay. had
2: sales. Man, I've had, a sale. I've had my longest sales cycle. I want to say it was like three years with a guy where it, you wow. know we were looking at three, four million dollar boats. It took us three years of, you know, five hours a week talking on the phone, going looking at stuff, wherever it was, flying places like to finally find the right boat and make it happen. Where he, or where he was at a point to. There's so much stuff that's out of your control. You know, when you're a sales rep, you control this right here and that's it. And, and, and you can't control your client's financial situation with the market turbulence, whatever's going on, it's part of the game. And that, that's very tough to to just accept it. You know, I can't change that. I have a great deal for you. You should buy this boat, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting point you make. It took a lot of years of my dad telling me, usually after basketball games, you know, you can't worry about the stuff you can't control. And, uh, you know, now with what Tim and I do and, and start my own practice, like, yeah, you can control a lot of things still, but they're the things you can't, it's you got to let it go. Otherwise it'll drive you mad. So I think that's yeah. an interesting point. Like you can control what you can. And that's, that's it. Yeah. So and you. Those are the worries.
2: There's a that, the whole serenity prayer from Alcoholics Anonymous is, I mean, it's, it's, you know, Knowing what you can 't control, knowing what you can 't and knowing the difference between them and it, it takes time. I mean anybody who knows how to do it at your age that you 're ahead of the game because that 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 was that's still something I struggle with you know like i 'm going you can 't force that my dad would always say you can 't force a square peg through a round hole you know um, and 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 i 'll be damned if i don 't try to do that all the time
0: yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, well, I kind of just have one more question, then we always end our our podcast with with uh, kind of our final question, but want to make sure that you get your final thoughts in as well. If there's something we didn't cover, but is there anything apart, uh, any part of your personal sales game that you're trying to improve on right now, where you see "Ah, this is kind of lagging a little bit, all of it. (laughs) I figured it was going to be everything all the time, but I didn't know if there was something specific that you were trying to just do a little bit better. I know you're, you're good with the the tech and the virtual stuff. uh, But I was, you know, I know you don't have a, a script pitch, but didn't know if there was anything in your game where it's like, yeah, I'm, this is a, I'm improving this step of the process right now.
2: Um, man, from just the business, I mean, for, from, there's so many things I could, I could talk about from a business standpoint, um, being able to cultivate and follow up with leads is probably one of my, you know, from a business standpoint, that would be my biggest thing. Um, you know, how, how to properly, have like a CRM because we really don't have a great CRM for this industry. Um, cause our, our sales cycle can, like I alluded to be very long. Um, and how you want to approach it. Um, I'm trying to develop that still 10, 12 years into this. Um, the way that I want it to be, um, my management is t- Uh, that's one of the hardest things for me to, to, you know, to gauge how long it's going to take to, to do something like ideally the showing will take 45 minutes and I'll be on to the next one. And yeah, I can meet you at such and such time. Um, my wife, again, having her being able to back me up for multiple showings throughout a day with different clients, massive. Um, so that that's helped out big time there. But, um, you know, from a, from a growth standpoint, um, if, Being, being more, I mean, every morning I wake up and I'm like, you can be better. You can do, you can do this better, that better. Please work on yourself, you know? Uh, But there's a consistent theme there with it being, you know, organization, knowing, knowing what's going on. That's way down the pipeline. That's very, that's very difficult and juggling all the uh, from, for me, I know there's different sales uh, tactics or, or philosophies. And for me, it's all about, uh, you know, juggling balls. Um, and there's a, there's another great book, Ryan Sarah uh, from a uh, million dollar listing um, is I think a really, really, really strong guy uh, with his, his books and training um, uh, you juggle as many of them as you can. And, and you got to be able to catch them as they come back down. Um, that's very tough. That's, so I'm constantly working on that. Um, mm-hmm. So basically organization and lead management, that's the, that's the, the most challenging aspect of this for, for me. Got it. Yeah. Cool.
1: Awesome. And, and uh, I actually have to jump off now. So Will, Will it was very nice to meet you. Uh, I promise I'll be listening to the rest of the <laughs> interview later when I edit the episode, but uh, sorry, I had to miss out on the last part, but
2: it was I really to- enjoyed being here with you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and head out. I'll let you guys finish. Uh, wow. Thank you. Making me feel like you didn't enjoy yeah. this interview, man. <laughs> Why do you hate no, us, Tim?
2: Why do you hate us? <laughs>
1: Oh, we don't I'll need see. you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I enjoy it so much. I'm gonna listen back to it a second time and write the stuff to edit it for you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, I'll talk
2: Thanks to you guys. Thanks for having tomorrow. me on. I really enjoyed it. You guys Good are time. you guys are great. Good questions. Yeah. All right, Bye.
0: Bye. And then yeah, well I know you got uh, your busy guy, but anything um I do have just one more. But anything else we haven't covered that that you want to kind of share with our audience, share with listeners, or just kind of get out there.
2: Um, man, uh, as far as a plug goes, the the virtual boat show that we're going to do, I don't know if it's going to air in time for that, but that's this Friday. It's all day long. Um, that's a really cool, even if you're not a boat buyer, you know, it'd be cool not to go in there and act like a boat buyer, but if you want to participate and go see some cool stuff, like Mm -hmm. learn a couple of things about the industry, that's a great way to do it. So that's, that's a little plug for, for my company. Um, you know, and, and you guys are all about the entrepreneurial thing. So um, I think that's a really, that's a word that gets thrown around a whole lot. Like, I don't know. I, I never really considered myself an entrepreneur for the most part, um, until I really realized what went into that. Um, but everybody seems to us like the buzzword these days. Oh, you got to be an entrepreneur. You got to do this. And it's like totally watered down what it means. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's just. You know, it, 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 I don't know sure what I should tell you here, but but parting advice would be if you want to do, if you want to be an entrepreneur, sacri- be prepared to sacrifice so much else in your life, you know, family time, friend time, your time, that whole time thing, be prepared to sacrifice the hell out of it because it goes fast. It goes yeah. real fast and you look back on life and you're like, man, where where did that time go? And it went into if you're successful, why you're where you're at and you can continue down that, 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 trajectory and you start to learn how to, how to, how to make the most of each hour of your day. Um, which is really where I'm, I'm at trying to figure that out. Cause, uh, my wife and I, we don't, we don't have kids. I don't know if we'll ever have kids, um, especially in today's world, but, uh, you know, learn, learning how to, you know, to continue to grow and having that hunger to be like, Hey, here's my goal. I achieved it Bar up, you know, that that's, you got to have that mentality to go into being an entrepreneur. Uh, realize what you're good at, and, and 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 more importantly, what you're not, and find people that know how to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's huge.
0: Yeah, I think that's important because you know people don't always know that the percentage of glamour that you see, like that any entrepreneur sees, is glamorous. It's a very small piece. Like there's, you're putting out fires. Like you're on the phone twenty four seven all the time when you're on vacation. So it's like. That's not always the most ideal thing, but like to your point, you're, you're relentless. So you're going to do those things. So it's like, yeah. can you, can you do the things other people won't, if you really really want to live a certain way of life? Like, well, it's almost like you
2: guys, way? you guys are, you guys live the example. You guys are awesome. You, you got right. out there on Instagram. You have no idea who I am or any of your people. And you're just like, Hey, I want to do an interview with you. And I'm like, sure, let's do it. It'll be fun. You know? And
0: yeah. Um, and, and we're obviously, we like to think we're people, Persons, people, people, but we just like talking to people. You know, our, our, our. Yeah, I had to think about that too. I was like, man, it sounded good in my head. Uh, but it did, our, right? right? <laughs> our, uh, our, ta- what? It's, it's fine because I make up words on this thing all the time. So it's like, is that a word? It fucking is now. Yeah, but, it is. Uh, our, it's
2: our, a our way of life.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice thing. I'm half the boss, so I can say what I want.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Um,
0: but exactly. our, our kind of tagline is just naturally curious. You know, so it's. You know, I, a great I, know tagline. I, I know I love I love boats and boating, but we're just curious about how people are are doing it their way, you know, because there's no there's really no rules outside of laws and morals. There's no rules like you can really do whatever you want to. Do. And yeah, it's, it's cool to hear how people are, you know, kind of making their world inside this massive thing of, of, hey, what are you doing? That's super unique. Like this is a different way. i have not seen this or. Hey, I didn't know this was a, a niche you could get into. It's like people just create their own space. So I think it's cool just to learn from people, and then it, it sparks ideas for us too. You know, selfishly, it's like, oh, I never thought about that, or you know, hey, they made a good point, or that wasn't a great question, or oh, that kind of didn't really add a lot of value. But it's yeah, it's it's fun for us, man. We try to live the example, you know, do the best we can. Like I said, we're not on any pedestal, but we're our thing. Consistency, like we're not good enough to not be consistent. So, you know. I hate missing. Every once in a while, you'll we'll miss a week, but that's our that's our thing. It's just consistency will will get us to where we want to get to. But we have to keep doing it.
2: Yeah, you guys ask good questions, and uh, you gotta just put yourself out there. You know, you, mm-hmm. for better or worse, fail or success, you you gotta pick yourself up and go do it again. And and we'll go on to the next guy. If I hadn't responded, you know, you find the next guy that would, and and that's that's the heart and soul of sales. And I think sales is really the heart and soul of being an entrepreneur you have to sell your product Mm -hmm. if you don't sell it nobody's gonna buy it right right Uh, that's an interesting thing in this career path is that there's no such thing as a a hard sale like in in the reality of this whole thing uh, you can't pressure sale somebody into buying a boat i mean it just doesn't bidding you know people uh, Bidding wars don't really exist. I mean, it happens, but it's pretty damn rare. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, if you're like, if if I were to tell a client, hey, that that you know that 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 one o one leopard that we're looking at, there's a broker that made another offer on it, and, and they're considering it. I guarantee you, if you try to use that as a pitch, the guy who, that you're working with is going to go, "What will be, will be. I don't have to have that one." We'll move on to the next one. When the time comes, it just, it wasn't right. That's a super yeah. difficult objection to overcome. You know? Yeah. It, it, you almost have to shove people off a cliff in my, in my line of work. <laughs> if it's a good deal, like I, I get that from some of my customers who have experienced it. Like if, I'm very rarely am I like this pushy sales rep. that's going to be like, Dude, buy the boat, buy the boat, buy the boat, buy the boat, unless you really want it. And it's a great deal. And then like, I might, I might come off as an asshole with how far I'll push somebody, mm-hmm. but that's mm-hmm. my, that's that's what I think it takes to be a good sales rep. Like, to the, you follow up to the point where you're almost annoying, or you know, you've got a good deal on the table. This guy needs to buy the boat. You know, nobody needs this boat, but you wanted this boat, and this is the best time. You're never going to see this again. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're not going to do this again. Look at what we've done. That that's as pressure sales oriented as it gets, and you just kind of have to let whatever happens next happen. You know?
0: Yeah, and that's interesting perspective. We talked to another sales guy he's in uh, sales training but he took two years of gestalt therapy so what he does he goes into uh big corporate offices or you know he usually goes to the decision maker and he goes in a much nicer and professional way he finds out that probably the issue is actually them not their employees and he said some of the ways he treats uh those sales is like i act like i don't need them at all like if i don't get the sale fine next one and so it's a kind of his way of if it'll happen, it'll happen, and so I think that's interesting you know you're saying your follow up and follow- up you can control the follow-ups at the end of the day yeah. like if if they're looking for a boat, they want to buy a boat, but it's is it the one you want to sell today so yeah way of just hey it's you got to let it go at a certain point like they'll take it or it'll be the next one
2: yeah, it's almost an art though to knowing when to stop pushing and mm-hmm. when to when to when to follow up next with somebody and when to Cause it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, that's just tough. I don't, I don't know how you train that with people. Um, so that, yeah, he, your friend, your friend who's doing the training, yeah, it's probably, it's probably very similar. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be interesting to see what his take is on, on, I don't know what products he's selling or, or working on selling with people, but, um, you know, it's always, it would be fun to just have a, an, another sales professional, you know, I think it'd be fun to go shadow a real estate agent for a day and try to do their job or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then, like maybe a car guy or whatever, because there's so many things that are similar, and there's so many massive differences between like what I do and like a, a guy at a Lamborghini viewership, massively different. You know, the 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 time frame of what a sale process sales process is, sure. um, and it's just the sheer cost. You know, I I mean, I'm basically selling a, a, a I'm I'm selling a high end piece of real estate that's got a Ferrari in it driving. Yeah. It from, you know? <laughs> right. So it's like. <laughs> yeah or or a helicopter on the deck you know (laughs) it's a very difficult thing to sell yeah Yeah. i mean i i totally get what we sell here is uh is 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 out of this world but you know you guys touched on i guess that's my parting thing with what i do nobody needs it um everybody wants it makes it a very difficult thing to sell and yeah, people all the time they're like oh you're in it one of the most frustrating things actually i i don't i don't mind it um but i'm you know, if I go to a, a wedding or whatever, and if they, if people find, I almost never tell people, if people ask me what I do, i just like, I'm in sales, you know, uh, I don't even say I'm in yacht sales because yeah. every, it all of a sudden, it drives my wife nuts. I'm like the center of the universe for like <laughs> everybody that's, that meet, me, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, the, the conversation doesn't stop about yachts. And I get it. It's a very interesting topic, but mm. I think that's also something I didn't touch on with your friend, um, Tim. There is, uh, tough uh tough part of this is like everybody all of a sudden is interested in you everywhere you go when they hear, hear what you do so you for me i just tell them I'm in sales
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you should tell them that your wife is in yacht sales yeah so like, like I, I, i'm in sales but she sells boats
2: <laughs> you you just you just uh you might have you just changed my life <laughs> Oh, yeah, off the dome, radio, my well. wife. She sells yachts. You need to talk yeah, to her.
0: Yeah, I'm in sales. I do. I do some odds and ends, but she sells major, major boats to some some people.
2: That's great. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I never That's thought true. of
0: that. Yeah.
2: All of a sudden, she's she, she, she she's she's more introverted. She doesn't really want to be the center of attention. You know.
0: Um, uh, even better? Question mark? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Maybe I don't know.
0: <laughs> how do you want to play this one? Yeah.
2: Um, I think this is, this whole thing you guys are doing is awesome, um, and I appreciate you reaching out to me. And I think it was a cool way that you did it. It's surprising how many leads I get from Instagram on boats, um, you know, and, and obviously all the people in the world who want to sell me like how to do my Instagram better. And I really, I really don't care. Whatever I'm doing is working. I don't really have a pattern yeah, I follow. Um, right. But um, that's a cool way that you guys reached out, and you guys are innovative for for doing it.
0: Yeah, we we uh, yeah, thank you, and we appreciate your time. You know, I know anyone is sales in general, but you know, with what you're doing and how much uh, people are after you, we appreciate you taking the time. I know you said you got texts and phone calls that you ignored for being present with us, so we do appreciate that. And uh, like I so said, we always kind of ask our, our interview guests one last thing. So when, when it's all said and done, when you've kind of passed on, how how do you will want people to remember you? Like when, when you're gone, it's all said and done. I know it's like statue, orbit. Mount Rushmore statue. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> make some room, guys make some yeah
2: yeah there's plenty of room up there presidents are cool but i sell (laughs) yachts i don't have a strong chin it'd be an easy chiseling process you know yeah just just Um, round it
0: out the side real quick that's funny
2: yeah (laughs) man i that's a that's a constantly changing thing uh i like to think that um i'll have helped some people get end of this business um that is not a solicitation for people to start calling me ask and to to get you know I get that enough already but uh I hope that I can I can help other people do well with it and and uh I'm happy to to give some time to to certain people with that um because I, I never got that that was one thing that I always looked for like a mentor that w- was like a senior broker I never got it um, it just didn't work uh, how I wanted it to. And, and, and this isn't really a, it's, if equated to sports. It's not like a team sport. Um, although Dennis and yachting is much more team sport oriented than other places. Uh, but it's much, much a, a equivalent to golf, you know, like you're kind of in this, you're in your own head and you're doing this yourself. Um, if you got a caddy that's your assistant or your sidekick, that's fantastic um, for some guys, but you know, a lot of guys are older and this is a very almost like, fraternity thing like like if you're not growing up around it or, or groomed for it like it's very tough to get in so mm. um mm-hmm. uh, and do well uh, you kind of get lo- looked at differently so i'd love to help people do that um but the you know the way that i want to be remembered is a very good question um you know i did the right thing for my clients um that i that i if i ever have a family that i raised i raised a family that 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 was kind of like what my parents put together. You know, I think our family for better or worse is still a model example of a, of a great, of a great family. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I I doubt that we'll have kids, I think. Um, so my wife is super philanthropy speaking of ways to put things big into philanthropy. You make it up Um, on the show, man. It all goes, it all kind of rolls. Right. So, you know, we, we would like to, uh, I I've personally gotten involved with a, with a group, um, that, that, that does like ocean conservation and, and, mm. uh, I'm trying to get my company to be more associated with that. So like, when we sell a boat, you know, 1% from my commission, 1% from my client goes, goes to that organization. Um, you know, I think, uh, I, I, I think giving back is a massive thing. You know, if you've done well and you, you know, it's, it sucks because, if you've done well, you've given up a lot of your time and to, to give it back more, I think, uh, is very selfless and, 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 um, somewhat impressive. It's to, to not be selfish with your time. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And it's cool. You're, you want to help other people learn it too. Like people think, oh, that person won't want to help me. People are willing to help more than you think. So, yeah, I think, I think the giving back, that's, that's awesome that, that that's your goal and that you give commission to to organizations to to help other people do things. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll give you the name. Of, uh, I want to you know make this about that, but I'll give you that name. Maybe you can interview the girl that, that runs that place. It's, it's yeah. very cool what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're always down to – yeah, we've had a lot of people, hey, you need to talk to my friend, so-and-so. So, yeah, um, whether here or if you want to text it, whatever, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be happy to reach out and be like, hey, we heard what you're doing. It's pretty awesome. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, but, yeah, we're always down to have new people on, see what they're doing different.
2: Yeah, she, Oceanic Global is a very cool uh – very cool organization. Um, What they've, what they've been doing is uh, impressive and it's, it's start, it was started by a a girl that was probably your age and and it's run by another girl. So it's like woman run business, uh, if you will charity, but um, they're doing some really impressive stuff, man. And, and um, like most recently, one of the things that that we were involved with, with the Super Bowl down here was that they, they got really into uh, uh, single use plastics at stadiums and for tailgating and things like that. And trying to, mitigate that and uh they were able to help get hard rock um stadium down to well i think it was a 98 or 99 point something percent no single use plastics in the stadium during super bowl which was very cool um and you know their whole goal is cleaning up cleaning up there's a bunch of charities that do it but cleaning up the oceans because and for me it's just kind of a natural like being big into diving and spearfishing like that's a passion for me to help clean up this stuff and it's my back my, my backyard basically so you know keep, keeping it clean and and, and healthy is, is massively important um and and most boaters it's it's kind of an easy sales pitch to to get them involved in this kind of stuff um, sure because we, we do play in it like it's our playground so
0: yeah that's yeah. awesome and uh, yeah. i know you said you got the boat show uh this friday so what i'll do we have uh Another release this thursday so we're hoping to get your episode out next thursday but what i'll do on friday is i'll kind of cut that clip where you where you plug the the show and i'll put that on our instagram to kind of promote your episode for the following week but since it is this friday i'll do that as i'll just i'll kind of split some clips and then use that as like the promo for the boat show i'll tag you in it so we can so we can blast it everywhere and share it so uh
2: i appreciate that man
0: yeah 100% 100% so yeah like i said we'll we'll send you the final version tim and i uh either today or tomorrow we'll record an intro for the episode kind of introducing what we talk about we do show topics and all that and then we'll email you the final version so you have first approval so if there's something like uh yeah, can we change this like we're happy to change it uh we kind of keep it as raw as possible but yeah you have kind of first right of first refusal there and just make sure you like how it sounds and and things there too yeah so. and if it's
2: if, if this didn't work because I'm here um let me know that's fine you know we can do it oh, again
0: it was solid but I, I would love to get to the point where we travel you know get on a plane to travel for talking to people so hopefully one day we make it to Miami and do do an in-person Perhaps. So, yeah. Yeah. But, but it worked just fine. Yeah. There were a few lags, but that zoom, usually every podcast on the zoom uh, kind of lags a little bit, but yeah, it was, it was pretty good, man. So uh, awesome. Thank I you. So. I, know it I, I doing it.
2: You guys had good questions.
0: Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. It was fun, fun for us too. And I know Tim had a jet, but I know he enjoyed it. And I was like, dude, this is going to be a fun one. So thank you uh, for your time. I really do appreciate you,
2: man. Yeah, man. We'll try to get you guys maybe a plug too on, um, uh the uh, bob dennison when we do our boat show stuff he i don't know oh. what we're gonna do the next one because uh, uh it's it's like this is day five and we're like boat shows are five days so i think mm-hmm. we'll take a little hiatus but mm-hmm. the way that he the way that he operates is he has 50, it's crazy he does what you're doing right now all day long for wow. from from nine to five and he has 15 minute interviews with like you know, I got I got him a wine guy, um, you know, or or, or the, the the guys at Lurston Yachts for 50, like so fifteen. Oh, minutes, that's cool! Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, so maybe we can get you guys man. on there and talk a little bit. Oh yeah.
0: man, that's cool! Just rapid fire all day with different people. That's really cool.
2: Good yeah, I don't know how the hell he does that though. Like, and still has a voice afterwards. You know. Yeah, like, dude, right. Like you got to shut up at some point, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. What What is he doing that I'm not doing?
2: Yeah, practicing with his vocal cords. I don't know. Yeah. No wow.
0: kidding. No kidding.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, All right, thanks. Man. thanks again. Yeah, yeah, try to tune it. into that. Yeah.
2: You'll have a good time and uh, we'll, we'll touch base soon.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, sounds good. All right, man. Take care. Right. Yeah. You as well. Yeah.